Richie Magic Babies. It's me, Magic May. Welcome to my podcast. Today, I randomly share my thoughts on possession because it's winter and it's weird and that's the philosophical journey that I'm on right now. So I hope you enjoy uh, my random thoughts and the purring of Miss Charles underneath (laughs) my words. Also, I wrote a new song. It's called Your Love. You can find it on SoundCloud and um, in Magic Mabe classic fashion, I finished the podcast and then added a whole another section. So just go on this journey with me. <laughs> um, okay, let's do it. Enjoy. zone it's me magic mabe (laughs) and um today i wanted to talk about possession because it is a word that has so much meaning to me right now i think 
I think let's start from the top. So the reason I want to talk about it is because I feel like growing up in the Midwest, in a very normal church or whatever, just like an average situation, honestly, I had an ideal situation. I had plenty of food, a place to sleep, things to play with, a world to explore, um, yet all of this subverted under the surface stuff was learned during that time, my childhood. Like how to be a lady, how to be a girl, how to be cute, how to be small, how to um, play the game of life, which is find a husband so you can, you know, have babies and like be a thing. So I think like possession is just like the word. It's the word for this puzzle. So okay, so let's let's say that maybe this is a new idea. You have you have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. If you're a woman or you were born a woman or <laughs> whatever, this you're going to know what I'm talking about. But let's say you're you don't have that reference point. It feels like possession to be possessed because I just don't know if everybody really truly understands because well we're all different and I've met so many different types of humans at this point that I just don't know if it's really possible to not have a point of explaining but anyway if you've never been possessed this is what it feels like it feels like Uh, Every decision that you make, there's a small, tiny little voice in the back of your head that says, will this person like it? Is it okay? Will I be loved for it? It's not like you hear those words. It's just like a feeling of like your stomach telling you you're hungry by giving you a little ping of pain. It's exactly like that, but in this really subtle way. And so you're just walking around everywhere you go, every decision you make, every bite of food you take, every, you know, outfit you put on, everything you say, everything you stand for, your ideas, what you're allowed to think or view the world is filtered through this need to appease and uh, gain the approval of whatever is possessing you. Now, that could be a person. That could be a church body <laughs> or, an Id- uh, or an ideology or, um, uh, you know, a parent to a child. Like, I don't know. There is so many different types of ways for this dynamic to appear. It makes sense. Don't you see the capitalism in it? Where it's like, maybe we're not using money to buy someone or someone's attention or personality or identity, whatever. But you're buying them with, like, 
I don't know, appreciation, specialness, um, adoration, attention, you know, and there's this dynamic that if you, you know, it's not a conscious thing. These are very, these are never discussed. And I think like, that's what makes, um, this problem so hard to talk about is because it's just not discussed or at least in my experience it's really hard to i feel like um <clears throat> i don't i don't even know if it's like anybody's fault i'm like not even angry about it anymore i feel like i have been trying to pull this puzzle apart my entire life i feel like at, like I was born a girl, a tiny girl, who happened to be like cute and fun. And so that made me, <clears throat> you know, something to to show off. And I came out singing and I, I don't know, I just like came here to perform or something. I think that is just for me. But I think... Um, you know, being an object, being a possession, being someone else's, never being mine, was very much a, what I was told. And I think it's what it, my mother was told, and her mother before that, and and my dad, and his dad before that, and <clears throat> all of these people. And I just think, um, whose fault is it? If you just keep going down the line of generations, it's like no one's fault. No one's direct fault. It's just the product of how the snowball is rolling down the mountain. You know, like, I think it is easy to forget that the way things are right now was once a dream to our ancestors. This would be a dream reality. <laughs> yes, I know that's horrifying because of the way things are. But I think this is just part of the relationship. So if possession, objectification, these unhealthy capitalistic relational structures, if it's no one's fault, not my fault, not your fault, whose fault is it? All of our faults? Is fault even helpful? What if we just, I know this is crazy, but what if we just stopped using blame and fault? Just for a second. We can, it'll come right back if you want it. Don't worry about it. But it is possible in your brain to say that I'm going to try to solve this problem without allowing myself to blame myself or anyone else, right? That is possible. That is a thought experiment, a philosophical environment to try to approach these things in a different way. So I think if you, if we can go down that road of it's no one's fault, that really opens up a lot of space and energy to take the power back for the person that maybe feels possessed or is even aware of how they are 
accidentally trying to possess other people because it goes both ways. That allows a person to have space to choose a different way to be, which is really scary. Um, but it's also exciting. It's it's like, yeah, you have to be responsible, but it, but you also get to discover, discover something deeper, something more natural, something more free, something more cosmic and universal, you know, an expression of oneself that doesn't have to be filtered through possession and deal-making energy exchange in an unconscious way. So... In my ideal magic world, this is what that would look like. It it would look like people being able to walk around and just freely express who they are today without having to worry about what someone else is going to think. Or being able to walk outside and whatever they are, whatever mood they are, whatever clothes they're wearing, just they're just being. And someone says, wow, I love you. Thank you for showing me that today. And having no, no other condition, no of like, wow, you look good. Wow, that doesn't look good. No good or bad. No yes or no. No in or out. It's just thank you. I love you. And you're beautiful. That is what an unconditioned response to me would sound like. And it's something that I really want to be able to give other people and try really hard. And then I understand that I'm pretty obsessed with this. <laughs> this is like uh, these types of matters are so deeply inside the it's almost number one thing that I care about I just feel like I uh am here to be alive and I don't want to be in pain and I feel like that's an obvious desire universal desire everyone doesn't want to suffer everyone wants to be happy everyone wants to feel loved and appreciated every single one of us and I'm just being like I'm trying to be honest about it because I think um, a lot of us are just, like, scared. We're so scared to be like, I'm unhappy. Awesome. Thanks for telling me. Thank you very much. Now we can talk about it. Now we can move forward. Or, I'm in love. Beautiful. I love it. Awesome. That makes my heart sing to see someone else in love. You know, like, that's what... We can do it. We are here. We are now. We can actually do this. It's just, there's some, it's hard to admit. It's really hard to admit whether this is like homophobic, transphobic, racist, sexist, uh, capitalistic, whatever these subconscious desires, these secret shadowy things that move us about in this world that sometimes comes out in weird ways or like it's just like it is weird and it is uncomfortable but what I'm saying is it's happening to every one of us we we all 
are born now here in this place, unraveling this faultless, horrifying problem that is just unavoidable. It's just, it's just unavoidable. This is why, this is a reason to be here, is to, and a, a reason to choose life, really, is to provide space for you to be alive and um, free. Because that's what our ancestors didn't have time to dream about. They were more focused on security and having, you know, and even that we've failed. But, I mean, universally, not, not everyone has a home and can eat and sleep and stuff. You know, we still got to work. We've still got plenty of work to do on, on the dream of our ancestors. But what is a new dream that we can also dream at the same time is a place where everyone is free. Free, free, free. Why do you think America is, that's our thing? It's this really real desire. And it's sad to me how unfree this place is. How many rules there are about what a man is, what a woman is, uh, how you get treated if you're if you're different or if you're a person of color or whatever. I just feel like um, we are not free. We are not free. When I look out at the world just observationally and write down things that I see, I don't see freedom. I see fear and I see shame, and I see sadness, and sickness, really. It's really just sickness. And so I'm saying, I'm inviting you with all of the love in my heart to maybe try, instead of figuring out why things are the way they are, just stop. Just stop and, like, give yourself a moment of love in any way, any way possible. Maybe that's loving some someone else because that's where you're at. Maybe that is eating a good meal. Maybe that is going for a walk. Maybe that is, you know, taking yourself out somewhere fancy to feel glamorous. Maybe that is um, writing yourself a letter Maybe that's telling a friend you are hurting. Maybe that is um, starting therapy. I mean, I could keep going. I just feel like um, I barely want to say this. I barely want to say this. It's very difficult for me to admit this emotion. But I feel like I am getting glimpses of moments of fully embodied peace and freedom where I can doesn't mean I don't hurt Jesus Christ I still hurt but I also have moments where I do feel free in a way a tree feels free to let the wind blow its branches around and it's just being and there's nothing I have to do I just breathe and I'm here 
and I feel held and loved and I want to share this possibility (laughs) with the world because I do and that's what I want and I want to also it's a little bit selfish because the more I focus on this the more I can really love myself and actually um, participate in the physical time space of holding and loving and nourishing nourishing myself because that's not something I um, have had an easy time doing and I know I'm not the only person so however your story is however this plant grew however however you are whatever your pains are like hiding them I don't I just don't know if that helps loneliness I understand why one would want to be lonely or be alone it's relaxing And it's also really important to be able to take care of yourself. And so there's this whole portion I felt, I feel like I had to learn how to like really hold myself and not let someone else take care of me. But then there's the part where like, I'm not God, I'm not the universe. I'm a very small piece of this giant thing. And who am I to not want to commune with the beautiful amazingness of the world, of just the trees and the air and and the water and the food I, I eat and my feet touching the ground? Like, who am I not to commune with with? that and and to really see the beautiful light that is in the people in my life or my beautiful baby charlie or the plants that i have or who who am i to cut myself off you know so damn this whole thing has truly been for myself <laughs> but in case there was some stuff in there that really helped you, I I hope it does. And I hope that you feel like for whatever you're doing, you can let your light out a little bit more. And know that there's other people out here in the world that want to see it and appreciate it and um, understand how difficult it is to choose that path, to choose healing, to choose the self and growing it's really fucking hard it's so hard so if anything just know you're not alone in that you're not alone in how difficult it is to release old wounds the emotional journey of that is really hard so anyway um possession not into it time to let it go time to be free and i'm excited about it so i hope that you have a beautiful day i hope that the sun kisses your face 
and you feel like a light is just turned on inside of you. light all we are is light light pretending to be solid ground and buildings and people and bodies it's all just light How do I know that? I don't, but I am an instrument. I am a information highway system. My eyes collect light and tell me stories about what that light is but it's always just light it's always just a reflection nothing is really actually solid it's confusing because you touch your body you clench your hand you feel your leg and you're like "Mm, that is solid But is it? Or is it just information in your brain telling you it's solid? I think this uh, little philosophical debate used to piss me off because it's really annoying. It's really dissatisfying, actually, for everything to be void and hollow and empty. And how can something that we can touch, smell, taste, see, really be empty? What does that mean? Empty in the sense that, well, I can never be inside anywhere but here. In this body. With the with these information highways that aren't really the information that my senses those aren't really the things it's a reflection of what the things are so it's like we're walking around blind because we're only ever seeing our own eyes It doesn't leave, which is, you know, what? (laughs) Such a weird, hilarious situation we found ourselves in. Being alive, being humans, having senses. I was reading a book um, about Tantra and... I don't remember what part of the book it was talking about, but 
have this metaphor about how we're just like rainbows, which is cheesy and cute. But in the sense of like, through some type of tantric alchemy, when light passes through water, a rainbow is seen. But is it? In real, outside of the observer itself? No, it's not. It's only seen by the human looking at the rainbow. And so I think that's like really interesting. And that's what I mean about everything being empty. Is like, just because the light goes through the water and doesn't mean that outside of our observation there is a rainbow and also we can't know because we're only the eyes seeing and witnessing and but we're also the projector that sends the rainbow out before us so there's this dance between witness and projector And then there's the thing that contains both the witness and the projector. And um, that that is kind of a trinity of sorts, I think. And it's also really interesting because we can never touch rainbows. If we tried to follow one, it would just move farther away or disappear. It's only something that can be seen from our minds. And what a mystery that light passing through water makes our minds see a rainbow. I mean, that's really wild. So I just think, like, what happens if, you know, we get comfortable with the emptiness of this experience? It's cold. It's uncomfortable it is uh i don't know like against the rules (laughs) we've been told we're things and identities and personalities and solid and this body is a real body and and it is and that's true and then there's also the whole rainbow observer witness projector situation hope any of that makes sense and so I think um, what I'm really saying is maybe it's possible or possible that We are more like light than anything else. We're more like um, what's underneath it all. What's something um, before the brain information. We're that substance, which maybe is light. I don't know what to call it. Is it a substance at all? What? You know? So I think, um, yeah, I just think I've been hanging out there this winter. This is um, my winter song.
I just keep slipping into this place where everything becomes not just what my eyes see but like light underneath it all I don't know (sighs) silence communicates this better than my words I think what I'm trying to say is there's a freedom in releasing the objectification model of identity to not be a thing, to not be a person, to not be a body, to not be um, whatever, and just be empty. Be a void for light to come in to tell you a story. Because I think maybe that's what we're all here doing. We are so busy working on the things of our lives. But I really think we're we're here to watch a story, listen to a story, feel a story, experience a story. Um, and we can decide what kind of story that is going to be about. And um, yeah. So just taking a step outside of the part of you that witnesses the story and releasing the part of you that is telling the story and then trying to just sit in the emptiness that contains both of those mechanisms wild. And I'm sure... I would like to say that I don't really know anything or what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to explain my experience for genuine curiosity. And then also it just feels significant. Feels um, important. And something to remember that we all have access to this space that maybe this is a um a safer or better I hate that word deeper alternative additional space that is always happening 
regardless of what story we find ourselves in. There's always this story too, where you're just light, telling a story. And you don't always have to be a story. You can just be the light. Or you could be nothing. And just witness the story that you're not telling, but that is just happening. Like the light is coming through the window into my apartment and that's the full of the story and just watching where all of the light touches what a story and just appreciating that 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 is a thing at all that we're here to witness the mundane and the miraculous and understand that both are a part of the whole. I think we're swimming in God all the time. And we just think we're not. Now, if we die, we'll be separate. But I think we just wake up to a larger sense of whatever this is. And we realize that we were never in any danger. We're always home, always light, just telling a story. And we can do it again and again and again and again, and nothing is really lost. Nothing is really lost because there wasn't anything to begin with. That's what I mean about rainbows. You see it, you love it, it's beautiful, but it wasn't really there. So what is there to lose? You were both parts, the witness and the projector. Okay, sweet babies, before I go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening, and I love you very much. If you want to see what I'm up to, you can always find me at Magic, at a K, Mabe, M-A-B-E, on Instagram and Twitter, and I also have a website, and just hit me up about any art projects, or music projects, or magic projects, whatever you got going on. I want to be a part of it. Anyway... Please have a beautiful time wherever you are.